0: Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. special podcast series with The Navigators. The Navigators are a group of subject matter experts that represent various organizations within the healthcare system whose goals are to increase immunization access and equity by strengthening the partnership between pharmacy and public health. The Navigators are a group of volunteer subject matter experts across the continuum of care, including pharmacies, state immunization programs, national members of organizations, and much more. My name is Vicki Vasilega, and I will be your host for today's episode with The Navigators. Today, Today, we'll be chatting with the founders and learning more about this group's mission, vision, the work they've already accomplished, and what's on the horizon. Thanks so much for joining us today. Let's start by having each of you introduce yourselves, your career, and what your roles are within the Navigator Group. Stacy, why don't you start us off?
1: Hi, I'm Stacy Hall. I'm beginning my 40th year as a registered nurse. I've done 25 years in public health. I got a master's degree. I worked as an epidemiologist and then directed. The immunization program in the Office of Public Health. My career is really focused on wellness, especially the prevention of infectious diseases. Along with emergency planning. I'm pleased to have been with the navigators since it's very founding.
2: Hi, my name is Ryan Watkins. I am the delivery manager for STC Health, an immunization intelligence company. As a delivery manager, my role is to lead the implementation of new immunization information systems or IISs for states and jurisdictions across the country. My background's in engineering and project management. I have my PMP certification and I've been doing this for about 10 years now.
0: So Stacey, can you tell me a little bit about how this group came together and why? And a little bit about what the
1: group's mission and vision is? I was speaking with Todd Watkins. He's an amazing person and he also happens to be Ryan's father. And he worked with our immunization information system, links that we have in Louisiana. And we were getting ready, beginning very early in the pandemic, to talk about if and when, hopefully, a vaccine became available for COVID-19, that we would be ready to go with our systems. And I shared how essential it was that pharmacies be engaged. We learned that during H1N1 in 2009, and pharmacies came in a little late. And talking to Todd was just bemoaning the fact that we lacked a great, strong relationship and really an infrastructure between public health and pharmacies. Nationally, less than half of the pharmacies report the vaccines they administer to public health. And within that half of all pharmacies that vaccinate, only 10% had that bidirectional interface. I wanted to use the time before a vaccine was available to organize, strengthen, and really build strong relationships and a more robust reporting infrastructure. Todd knew people from the pharmacy organizations, and I called on a few of my counterparts in public health to share what we were planning and what we were hearing. And we got the groups together. They were a mix professionally and geographically. And it really just clicked. All of the Navigators and Volunteers And we continue to openly share information, ideas, and really have some frank, sometimes hard discussions. We have a standing call on Tuesday morning, and we may have missed a Tuesday or two, but I know we've met weekly, even through Christmas and holidays. We've had summits to reach out to a larger, broader group about every three or four months. And then in April of 22, this past April, we had an in-person meeting of the navigators for the very first time. I can tell you our statement of intent and it still holds true today. It is to collaborate across sectors to improve upon and expand the existing pharmacy public health infrastructure by investigating opportunities to reduce barriers and leverage resources to increase immunization rates. We wanna protect individuals, empower consumers, and prevent diseases in communities. You're gonna hear us talk about rates, but we all remember that these are real people, real children, real families, and communities that we're talking about when we say the word rate.
0: Yeah, um, I think that the patient is the core component of all of the groups here. Can you tell me a little bit about some of the projects
1: the group has worked on in the past two years? Initially, we had met to just share information. We were all writing plans and, you know, trying to talk with other key partners within our communities, and we just shared information, best practices, really good ideas that we had, lessons learned the hard way so no one had to make the same mistake. There's been a good bit of behind-the-scenes work to really inform and direct some of the national efforts. Navigators provided input into the PREP Act and remain engaged. We've looked at modernizing the Vaccines for Children program. Vaccines for Children program is one of the most amazing and impressive programs. It came out of the 1960s when CDC investigated measles outbreaks and found that even children that had gone to a health care provider were not always up to date on their measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine. And they made it possible that all families that wanted to vaccinate their children could do so without a concern about the cost. And that program is an amazing foundation that we need to build on as we look at modernizing the VFC program to really look and share that space with pharmacies and address some of the issues that the pandemic has brought out, access to health care, the inequalities that have existed for long periods of time. We have written an article, so do expect to see that soon. It's a call to action, really from public health and pharmacies to the White House, Congress, and HHS. So I think you'll have a podcast on that and it will be
2: very interesting. I'm really excited about it.
0: Ryan, can you tell us a little bit about what else the Navigators have done so far?
2: One of the big accomplishments that I think the Navigators had a really big hand in was the release of a documentary in July of 2021 called Vaccine from the Misinformation Virus. And really what that's about is over the last decade or so, we started to see a reduction in routine vaccination. In 2000, measles was declared eliminated in the United States. And then by the end of 2014, there was a measles outbreak at Disneyland where 147 people were infected. And around that same time, as a country, we almost lost our eradication status of measles. And a lot of the reduction in vaccinations was linked to misinformation that was spreading online. And it was really causing hesitant people to start questioning whether or not to vaccinate their kids. In comes around that time, in comes Chris Schuler, who's an Emmy Award-winning documentarian, and Dr. Walter Doherty from the University of New Mexico. And they had begun working on a documentary around 2018 or 2019, so about two years before the pandemic, to provide really honest science-based explanations through the storytelling of really heartfelt stories. So it really took two years for them to be able to get the funding and get the project off the ground and then COVID hit. And so Chris was introduced to the Navigators after COVID and the Navigators were really able to step in and step up and really help get the documentary across the finish line. So the documentary talks about COVID, but it really addresses all vaccines. And as I mentioned, it was premiered in July of 2021. It airs on PBS. There's a website with a bunch of list out videos. Private screenings can be arranged with Chris and others to come to a college campus or come to a place of work. They'll screen the documentary, they'll do a QA afterwards. So we've had a lot of really great success with doing that at colleges of pharmacies and public health. It was recently awarded best documentary in multiple film festivals, and it's been submitted for an Emmy this year as well. So we're really looking forward to following that because This type of recognition for the documentary really lends credibility to the overall message of that vaccines are safe, that they're effective, and it's really rooted in the science approach. So that would really be one of the big accomplishments that we've had over the last two years. Oh, for sure. I would say so.
0: We actually did sit down with Pam Schweitzer and Chris a little while ago and did a podcast and talked about this documentary. So for our listeners, if you want to go back and search for that, it's a great conversation. So I think we all know that COVID is still here and monkeypox is now the new (laughs) virus du jour. So that clearly means that the navigator's work is not done. What are the current priorities of the navigators? And what do you see as the next priorities for, you know, maybe the next six to 12 months as the pandemic continues to evolve?
1: Right, Vicki, this pandemic isn't done. I think we're still gonna continue to keep learning and it has a lot more to teach us, maybe even some more hard lessons. The COVID vaccine age expansions are wonderful. You know, the six month to five year old expansion for children, but each age expansion brings new and different challenges to that. We need to provide accurate data if some groups of persons have waited to see good data, they still have questions about it, but we need to have that information to correct misinformation. We have to effectively address vaccine hesitancy. The virus could change. Mutation is a property of a vaccine and we need to be ready to respond and change to that as well. Early during the pandemic, we encouraged people to go home and stay home if they could, and they did, but our vaccine rates for other vaccines have fallen because of delays at that period of time. So we need to actively catch up children for all age-appropriate vaccinations. I think in some ways we're a victim of our success. Many people don't know a family that lost a newborn to pertussis. There's not a toddler at daycare that's deaf because their mother had rubella during her pregnancy. There's not a second grader that went home from school and never returned because of measles. There's not a high school teacher that's crippled because of polio. And those aren't made up examples. I'm old enough to know three of those scenarios personally. These diseases were horrific. Some of the biggest challenges in childhood and they're not gone. I'm really relieved that my grandchildren are up to date with their immunizations and that my young adult children, my husband and I, and my mother are all vaccinated to prevent COVID-19. I really wish that opportunity to protect their family and their children to every other family and community.
0: Ryan, can you tell us a little bit more about how the Navigators are gonna tackle some of this?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, we continue to do our strategic planning. As Stacy mentioned earlier, we still meet every Tuesday and there really are great discussions that come out of that. We have a really wide range of subject matter experts across pharmacy, across public health, and also geographically. So, we have people all across the country. So, getting that unique perspective because what's going on in Ohio might be different than what's going on in Florida or California or wherever these people that join the calls might be. So getting that full spectrum is really important. And there's always great discussions that come out of our meetings on Tuesday. As Stacey mentioned, COVID continues to evolve. You mentioned monkeypox, that's come up on our calls. Another thing that we've talked about recently is that second wave of flu that came up a few months ago, and that was really out of the ordinary and how we were tackling that in pharmacy and public health. So, you know, another thing that we're focused on, too, is public policy. The public policy is continuing to change and evolve as COVID changes. Uh, We're focused on VFC and how we can expand that and expand the benefits to people of all ages and and keep some of the things that were put in place for COVID, keep those things moving forward. I think we mentioned the summits. We've had those quarterly. We've also had an in-person summit earlier this year at the STC Health offices in downtown Phoenix. It's called the PHRX Summit. That was a really, really valuable and great experience for everybody who attended. We were able to bring in people both from the public health side and from the pharmacy side. We had people talk about the state of pharmacy, the state of public health. We talked about the VFC. We had roundtable discussions, and it was a really, really great summit. We're working on scheduling another one for the second half of this year. So once we do, we'll get that information out to anybody who might be interested. And we still have the weekly meetings that we would love to have anybody else join as well. So a couple of other things that are kind of long range things. We have a peer reviewed article that's coming out in a publication called Jaffa. We're working on test and treat initiatives now that we have viable treatments for COVID and how do we test and treat people that are coming into pharmacies. There's a nationwide vaccine registry and then big data and vaccination efforts across the country. So we've got a lot of things on our plate, and a lot of things that we're looking forward to here in the second half of 2022.
1: In about mid-2021, we did take the time to do a strategic planning to make sure that we were you know, still aligned after the initial impact of COVID-19. And some of the main points that came out were really the need for that data and infrastructure that Ryan just talked about. But continued ongoing work must happen in promoting access to vaccine and addressing the equity issues that we have in our country. The Navigators are an open, welcoming group, and I invite anyone interested in this area to join us. Please check our
2: website. The website, if you want to get more information, is NavigateHealthNow.com. So it's NavigateHealthNow.com. We have a little bit of an overview about who we are, what we do. We have a blog that just went live on the website. Stacey's going to be doing the first guest blog post on there about measles and, and the potential for a measles outbreak. So it'd be great to get more information there.
0: All right. Well, that's all the time we have today. I want to thank Stacy and Ryan for joining us to introduce us to the Navigators and learn a little bit more about their efforts to provide pharmacists with the most up-to-date lessons learned and resources. If you liked what you listened here, be sure to subscribe as we'll be hearing more in this series from the Navigators on ASHP Official. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare.